You're listening to the Dead Presidents Podcast, and we're about to tee off on the top five presidential golfers. Five! Hello and welcome to the Dead Presidents Podcast. I'm Stephen Lincoln Douglas. And I'm James J. Hamilton. And we are about to examine the top five presidential golfers. Golf, a presidential pastime. Yep, practically the official presidential pastime for over a hundred years now. Many, if not almost all presidents have engaged in it. That's just it. From a certain point on, golf was the game of the presidents. And some presidents have excelled at it more than others. Indeed, as we'll look at in this, the top five presidential golfers. Number five. Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon got out on the golf course a lot during his presidency. He's estimated to have played between 800 and 900 rounds of golf. That's it. And this is up to a certain point. Uh, Once the protests over Vietnam and all of that was going on, he removes a putting green on the White House lawn that had been installed by Dwight Eisenhower. And he doesn't play so much anymore after that, but to cram in 800 to 900 rounds before that time shows his affinity for the game. Pretty impressive. He's supposed to have been pretty good. Said to have shot under 80 at times, and I read something that said he got a hole-in-one once. There you have it. And uh, Nixon is also going to go on to build a three-hole course at his home post-presidency. But during the presidency, he's getting some golf in up to a certain point, and he advocates a policy known as golf ball diplomacy. And this is in order to advocate building stronger U.S.-Japanese economic ties. So incorporating the game of golf into politics itself is Nixon. That's pretty cool. Yeah, nowadays golf, known as a activity when businessmen can get out there and cut some deals while enjoying themselves. Nixon, bringing it international. That's it, and we'll talk about uh, some presidents that decided to pursue political business on the green as we move on here. With our top five presidential golfers. Number four. Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford was number one on our top five most athletic presidents. That's it. He was, of course, a legendary football player, but just generally all around pretty athletic and brought that prowess to the golf course as well. And that's just it. He's a better golfer than many people believe. He regularly breaks 90. However, just like the whole Chevy Chase thing, Ford becomes known for hitting spectators with golf balls. Bob Hope will joke, quote, It's not hard to find Jerry Ford on a golf course. You just follow the wounded. Ford himself will joke that, quote, 
I know I'm getting better at golf because I'm hitting fewer spectators. Ford, he appeared on Saturday Night Live. He jumps in on the joke here, but a little bit overblown. Yeah, he's pretty good. As seems to be the case with Ford and clumsiness. I would assume when you're president, you got more people trying to spectate your golf game than if you're just a regular Joe, so... That's it. The risk of hitting spectators pretty much higher. Be the good thing, though, is someone, you hit them with a golf ball and they still vote for you in the next election. There you go. Ford is the first president to join the United States Golf Association, the USGA, and one time he outdrove Arnold Palmer and Gary Player. That's an impressive feat in and of itself. Two of the greatest legends of the game. So there you have it, Jerry Ford. Got the all-American strength of Jerry Ford, able to be long off the tee. That's it. And that'll bring us right along to our top five presidential golfers. Number three. George H.W. Bush. Well, Bush coming from a long line of golfers. Yeah, there's a lineage here. Big golf family. His father and grandfather served as president of the USGA and the Walker Cup, named after his grandfather. There you go. It's the W in H.W. Bush. That's right. George H.W. Bush, he's going to become known for his fast play, which he terms aerobic golf. Known to be able to finish an 18-hole round in about an hour and 20 minutes. At his best, he was an 11 handicap, and he was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame in 2011. That's right. In 2008, he was given the Bob Jones Award, which is the USGA's highest honor, recognizing an individual who demonstrates spirit, personal character, and respect for the game. And Bush has said, quote, Golf has meant a lot to me. It means friendship, integrity, and character. I grew up in a family that was lucky enough to have golf at the heart of it for a while. My father was a scratch player, and my mother was also a good golfer. It's a very special game. When I was president, golf was a great way to totally relax and play with friends or family. The moments with my sons on the links are very special. Every moment with family out there is heaven. There you have it. George H.W. Bush, truly loving the game of golf. He's got golf in his blood. That's just it. I think he wrote a little piece for, I think it was a book called Chicken Soup for the Golfer's Soul or something like that. He wrote a little piece called, I hate golf, I love golf. Just like the love-hate relationship with it where you have a bad round and you want to quit playing forever, but then he's back out there playing the next day. That's just it. I'm sure we can all relate to that feeling. And that's going to bring us to the top five presidential golfers. Number two. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Dwight Eisenhower, another inductee into the World Golf Hall of Fame. And he was the one who installed a putting green on the White House lawn. That's right. Later removed by Nixon, but... Dwight Eisenhower putting it in there. 
And Eisenhower going to get a late start to the game. He didn't start playing until the age of 35. However, he breaks 80 within his first year of play. It's a fast learner. That's incredibly impressive. He's going to play over 800 rounds as president playing every Wednesday. His love for the game combined with the rise of Arnold Palmer is going to turn golf from what was once seen as a rich man's sport into a game to be enjoyed by any and everyone. That's right. Arnold Palmer said of Eisenhower, quote, one would be hard pressed to find any single person who did more to popularize the game of golf, not only in the United States, but throughout the world than President Eisenhower. His visibility, coupled with his passion for the game, were inspiration for literally millions of people picking up the game for the first time. Those involved in golf today owe him great gratitude. And perhaps they do. It is estimated that the number of people playing golf doubled during Eisenhower's presidency. Of course, Eisenhower, when he came into office in his inaugural address, promised to double the number of golfers, and he fulfilled his promise. (laughs) I think that was in the party platform. (laughs) Well, it could have been. And then, of course, you have the legendary tale of February 6, 1968, at the Seven Lakes Country Club in Palm Springs, California, where Eisenhower shoots a hole-in-one on a 104-yard par 3. The culmination of a storied golf career. That's just it. And how could you top that? Well, let's find out as we proceed on our top five presidential golfers. Number one. Donald Trump. Well, he's the only presidential golfer who actually owns 19 golf courses. That's it. It's hard not to put Trump number one here, people. He really, really loves the game of golf. And he's pretty known for it. Yeah, he's invested a lot of money in it, a lot of time. He's reportedly won 19 club championships over the years. Yeah. 19 club championships, and conveniently, he owns 19 golf courses. Hmm. That may have nothing to do with each other. Well, it's probably just a coincidence. Sure. According to the Southern California Golf Association, however, Donald Trump's handicap is ranked number one amongst presidential golfers. At one of his courses in New York, there's a plaque at the 12th hole stating that on October 9th, 2013, Trump got a hole-in-one during the first round he ever played on the course. That's right, and he would go on to play nearly 300 rounds of golf during his term as president. It's pretty impressive for a four-year span. Indeed. And there are more hole-in-one stories for Donald Trump in his post-presidency, including March 28th, 2022, when he hit a hole-in-one and then issued an official statement to describe the event. That's right. And let's take a look at what President Trump had to say. Here we go uh, to a live audio recording. 
Many people are asking, so I'll give it to you now. It is 100% true. While playing with a legendary golfer, Ernie Els, winner of four majors and approximately 72 other tournaments throughout the world, Gene Sowers, winner of the Senior U.S. Open, Ken Duke, and Mike Goods, both excellent tour players, I made all in one. It took place at Trump International Golf Club in West Palm Beach, Florida, on the seventh hole, which was playing 181 yards into a slight wind. I hit a five iron, which sailed magnificently into a rather strong wind, with approximately five feet of cut, whereupon it bounced twice and then went clank into the hole. These great tour players noticed it before I did because their eyes are slightly better, but on that one hole only, their swings weren't. Anyway, there's a lot of chatter about it, quite exciting, and people everywhere seem to be asking for the facts. Playing with that group of wonderful, talented players was a lot of fun. The match was Ernie and me, with no strokes, against Jane, Mike, and Ken. I won't tell you who won, because... I'm a very modest individual, and you will then say I was bragging, and I don't like people who brag. There you have it. That's Donald Trump, number one on our top five presidential golfers. Also, number one on most modest presidents, obviously. Yeah. No one is more modest. That's it. And uh, actually, Ernie Els did confirm that he witnessed Trump's hole-in-one, saying, quote, To be honest, I've played with many, many presidents and prime ministers, heads of state around the globe. He hits the ball better than any I've seen. I mean, he's 75, but he can really strike the ball. He makes good contact. He's got a good swing. He's a pretty good putter. Back in his day, he had to be a 4 or 5 handicap. Today, he's probably a 10, 12. Pretty impressive. Yeah, not too shabby. See, you, I mean, you know, there's photos with his dumpy butt, you know, and it's easy to make fun of, but he can really gotta play. give credit where credit's due. He's he is a golfer. He puts a lot of time in. He could someday join the USGA Hall of Fame. Wow. In addition. To the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think he'd be the only person in both. Now, among presidents, absolutely. But golf has been a long time presidential pastime. And these top five, well, there were a lot more presidential golfers out there. So we've got a slew of honorable mentions here. Let's start at the beginning. With William Howard Taft, our first presidential golfer. He is going to help change the perspective of golf being strictly a rich man's game, which it was seen as for quite some time, even after Taft. Mm -hmm. But Taft is going to help to change that a little bit. He has something of an obsession with the game, despite not being very good at it. That's right. During Taft's presidential campaign, Theodore Roosevelt urged him to give up the game, saying that he'd received angry letters from people saying golf was a rich man's sport. 
You gotta be a man of the people. I think TR advised Taft to make sure that no one ever took a picture of him in his golfing outfit. Right. TR saying, I never let anyone photograph me in my tennis outfit. You gotta be a man of the people. But Taft continued to play, despite TR's wishes. And, yeah, he wasn't very good. He rarely golfed below 100. That's it. But you got to give him credit for being the first president to really put out the game of golf. That's right. A pioneer as the presidential golfer. Yeah, our honorable mentions, we got a lot of presidents here who are very passionate about golf. Not necessarily any good at it. That's right. Yeah. That especially uh, brings us to our next... Uh, That's right. That's going to bring us to our next honorable mention, Woodrow Wilson, who will go on to play the most rounds as president with 1,200 rounds in the six years that he was capable of play. Wow. He was so into it that in the wintertime, he would paint golf balls black just so that he could play. Wow. Super into it. He even golfed in the morning before he went to Congress and asked for a declaration of war against Germany. That's right. It's part of keeping the world safe for democracy. Finding time for that round of golf before declaring war on Germany. Keep the world safe for Woodrow Wilson to keep playing golf three or four times a week. That's it. Now, some are going to refer to Wilson as a hacker or duffer. Uh, those are not good connotations. No. Uh, even with all that playing, Woodrow Wilson never gets any good at the game. Yeah, you'd think, It's just something he enjoys. You'd think playing that often, you might improve a bit. Mm, not really Woodrow Wilson's style. No. And that's going to bring us on to our next honorable mention, Warren G. Harding. Yep. Our first three honorable mentions, all successors of one another to the presidency and as presidential golfers, Warren Harding played a couple times a week. He also played fast aerobic golf like George H.W. Bush. That's Mm -hmm. how he got his exercise. You hit the ball and motor on over to the ball and hit it again. That's it. But Harding also not very good. He would pretty much be in triple digits most of the time. He asked reporters not to write about his golf games unless he broke 100, saying then it would actually be news. Yeah. But, again, he's somebody that's into it, and you could actually go see his golf clubs at the Harding home mm-hmm. in Marion, Ohio. Uh, I don't know how many other sets of presidential golf clubs are available for public viewing, maybe well, some of the recent, but... Our next honorable mention, John F. Kennedy, of course, his presidential golf clubs fam- famously bought at auction by Jay Peterman. That's right. Seinfeld and then destroyed by Jerry Seinfeld's mechanic. That's right. That I, one totally, episode. I totally forgot about that. That yeah. was historically accurate uh, depiction of the fate of the Kennedy golf clubs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, JFK plays for the Harvard golf team, and he's known to be good. But he's already got back troubles, and that's going to 
hold him back. And as president, he keeps his golf outings hidden from the media, rarely playing a full round. He kind of just skips around to different holes at his leisure. But he was into the game. It's just his his uh, physical condition kind of kept him from enjoying it as he may have. Yeah, and I think he didn't, because, of course, Eisenhower had golfed so much and been very visible as a golfer, and JFK didn't want to be seen as, like, slacking off on the golf course. Uh, so he didn't publicize his outings. Yeah. He would sneak off and play a little bit. And that'll bring us to our next honorable mention, his successor, Lyndon Baines Johnson, who was quoted as saying, quote, I don't have a handicap. I'm all handicap. Johnson, he is the kind of guy that will take shots until he likes them. And that sometimes leads to nearly 400 swings on an 18-hole round. Yeah, maybe he'd golf 100, but it took him 400 swings to get there. Yeah. Well, that's a presidential prerogative. You can just keep hitting. You got another foursome coming up behind you, yelling at you to move up, move your ass. Hey, we got the president here. That's it. Secret service agents will keep the following foursome back until Lyndon Johnson is likes his shot. That's right. And, you know, LBJ, he's, like, not particularly into golf. But it's a great place for political negotiation, mm. and he really takes advantage of it. Some really important shit is going to go down on the golf course during LBJ's administration, including the landmark Civil Rights Act of 1964. Pretty big deal. Getting some work done on the golf course. Indeed. Maybe similar in style as a golfer to Lyndon Johnson would be Bill Clinton. He also would take mulligans and keep hitting his shot until he liked it. That's it. Bill Clinton, known as, I think they called him uh, Billigan (laughs) on the golf course. But uh, yeah, he is going to take that LBJ style of shooting the first shot until he's totally satisfied with it. But he's also going to go as far as to reinstall the putting green that Nixon had had removed, that Eisenhower first installed. Clinton will host the PGA Tours Humana Challenge in Palm Springs, joining George H.W. Bush, Bob Hope, and Gerald Ford in the presidential pro-am. So, into the game. Yep. As was his successor, George W. Bush. Indeed. Of course, coming from that classic golfing family. Maybe not as great a golfer as his father, but he was into the game. But he also famously gave up playing golf after the war in Iraq began. Yeah, that's it. There was that criticism over that clip of him saying, you know, that he got asked a question on the golf course and Mm -hmm. he kind of answered it in a sort of flippant way, and then said, now watch this drive. Yeah, he didn't... And after that, he kind of stopped playing for a spell. Yeah, he didn't feel it was right for him to be out there enjoying himself on the golf course while 
our boys were out there fighting and dying. Yeah, not a great look. But after he leaves the presidency, he goes on to establish the Warrior Open to honor servicemen. And in 2019, at the age of 72, he scores his first hole-in-one. Another epic presidential hole-in-one. That's right. There have been quite a handful over the years. Indeed. Finally, that's going to bring us to our last honorable mention, Barack Obama, who was the first left-handed presidential golfer. That's right. And he would play about 333 rounds of golf during his term as president. That's it. And, of course, our number one on this list criticized him pretty heavily for the amount of time he spent on the golf course, although Trump pretty much does the same amount in half the time. That's right. So, you gotta say that. Well, that's why Trump's number one and Barack Obama's just an honorable mention. Indeed. Donald Trump devoting himself to golf. That's right. And that's going to bring us to the end of our top five for this week. We hope to catch you next time with another exciting and informative top five here on the Dead Presidents podcast, for which I'm Stephen Lincoln Douglas. And I'm James J. Hamilton. Thanks for listening.